Okay, Aoife Cook, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How is um how's training going and all that? Training's going well at the moment. Um hoping to be able to mark in the end of April now. Um so kind of training towards that, but we'll see how things go. How have you dealt with training since since all this started now a year back? Uh, there's been a few ups and downs now, I'll admit. Um, I suppose since last year, since it all kind of kicked off, um, obviously there was a marathon I wanted to do last April and that was cancelled. So kind of after that, I uh, had to kind of reset and um, took, took a bit of a break after that and kind of started back training then. It was a bit hard at the beginning with no focus, but um, I think I just had to tell myself, look, look at the long-term goals and and just kind of train towards those um so that's what I've been doing kind of I suppose since uh the summer last year until now really and during the low points is there any particular like coping mechanisms you you go back to 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 relight the fire or keep it going yeah like I guess um for me I I think in a way running is is an outlet you know so um a day without running is just going to be a lot worse than a day if I do go for a run and I kind of realize that you know um even just for the mental space you know I suppose forget about goals and ambitions for for a while and just go out and, and get a run in and you know I, I'm bound to feel better so there are a few days where, where that's what I did do you know it's just to get out and clear the head and, and just um and just do it um but I think it was more kind of thinking, okay, like the Olympics last year wasn't going to happen. You know, there's no marathons, there's no races, but um, that's not going to be forever. So I have to think I still need to be in shape when races do come around again. So um, I think that's that's kind of what got me out the door then as well. Did you find it tough coming off um, winning the Dublin Marathon, running the fifth fastest time ever over the mar- women's marathon in Ireland and flying high and having, I'd say, loads of motivation? Do you find it hard then that you feel like just as you were getting going, everything was robbed? Yeah. Um, yeah, like Dublin was such a high, you know, kind of, um, you know, I, I suppose I, I went into Dublin as, as a relative unknown. And then, you know, once I did Dublin, you know, people people started to notice and I suppose see the potential and everything. And, and that's kind of what I was working towards for so long. And I think at the time it was supposed to be just that first stepping stone into, you know, progressing into all the rest. Um, and then it was just kind of shut down <laughs> all of a sudden. So um, my plan, you know, was was to do an April marathon, hopefully improve on my time from Dublin and and then go from there and, and, and improve and improve. But um, I suppose that, that was never destined to happen. <laughs> so it was kind of hard um, because I knew I knew what my plan was. So it was just a matter of having to adapt to the plan really and then um you, you do personal training don't you yeah that's what I do I'm a, I'm a personal trainer so how was um how was managing all that with all the various different restrictions again yeah um we had to adapt um with that as well um I suppose obviously gyms closing and everything like that so had to go online I was I was surprised actually with with um how popular the online stuff did become you know people kind of grabbed it when when I started advertising it um I suppose it was the same for them like gyms closed they still needed to work out so um you know they they were able to get that um it's different it's very different you know it, it's kind of hard in the sense that I'm not in the room with them and and everything like that but um I think we've all kind of adapted to it now and um 
it's a lot easier now. I actually quite enjoy it now, um, now that I have gotten used to it. But I suppose at the beginning, it was like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Um, and then it was just kind of a gradual thing to, to get into this online thing. And fortunately, um, it's kind of after working out. Hopefully you can capitalize on all these these people out running and exercising now. Hopefully yeah, absolutely. <laughs> running the new uh, <laughs> new big thing now. And then how do you see 2021 playing out? Do you plan on a marathon for April and then any other plans beyond that? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I suppose, again, we, it's all kind of a wait and see sort of a thing. What happens with, with restrictions and COVID globally, really? Um, but I um, signed up to do a marathon over in Wrexham. Um, I think there's a lot of Irish. Yeah, I was just about to say. To that yeah, it's going to be like the Irish National Championships over in Wrexham, I think, in April, <laughs> uh, if it ends up going ahead. Now, it does look positive with, with regards to um, all the protocols that they've put in place. Um, you know, they're, they're keeping it in a small loop and no spectators and, and everything like that. Um, uh, so it's, it is looking positive and, and with the way things are going over in the UK, it looks positive. So um, hopeful that that one will go ahead and hopefully get the, the Olympic qualifying time at that. And, and, you know, it's, they're saying that the Olympics is to go ahead. Um, so we will, we'll take that at face value for now and, and uh, hopefully uh, get to go over there in uh, July, August. Do you feel a pressure though, like with maybe going into Rex and thinking this is actually my only opportunity like I don't know when I'm going to get another marathon to run yeah it is in the last chance saloon and even with regards to, to trying to do a marathon prior to Tokyo it is cutting it a little bit fine you know it's not a whole lot of time between April and and August you know to to recover and you know train again for another marathon but I suppose mm. at this it's kind of a case of beggars can't be choosers and we're just going to take any opportunity that we can with regards to pressure I to be honest, I, I haven't felt under pressure just yet. I think, um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, um, I, I do feel like I'm in good enough shape to do the time. Um, if I don't do it, you know, it's a matter of, I didn't do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll have to wait till the next one, I guess. You'd wonder with everyone running so fast now in the indoors, and I'll take aside the whole shoe thing, but is it that kind of thing that this is my only chance to run fast here so I have to kind of grab this by the scruff of the neck and do it yeah and in a way that that's not necessarily a bad thing I guess you know um I suppose before we had so many chances and opportunities that you know we, we might have kind of in the back of our heads kind of thought oh well this doesn't work sure I can go again um mm. but when when it is that one opportunity I think the focus is is a lot more um you can you know just set the focus on that one date um and really just give it your all um and that might not necessarily be a bad thing okay good stuff so what's your first track that you picked out so i was thinking the imagine dragons i don't know if you've heard of them thunder oh yes any reason any reason for this i it's on my running playlist it's this one i listen to a lot if it gets me going so <laughs> i said i picked that one just a young gun with the quick fuse i was uptight Thunder, 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 thunder
When you're in school then Aoife, how seriously did you take did you take running? Um I was quite serious about it when I got to uh 14, 15, 16. Um so I started running when I was 11 kind of for fun really. Um and it was probably around 15, 16 I would imagine yeah that I, I kind of did get a lot more serious about it. Um I really enjoyed the cross country so I was always kind of training towards that. Um but like kind of when I went into leaving cert, I, I kind of started getting up early in the morning and, and going for my runs in the morning, which for, for a 16 year old teenager is probably <laughs> a bit mental. But um, so, yeah, yeah, I did kind of start taking it serious at that point. How did the, the scholarship opportunity come about then? It just came about out of the blue, really. I hadn't like it wasn't something that I was looking at, looking into. It's not I wasn't going out looking to go to college in America. Um, I suppose it was kind of when I was in fifth year, sixth year, um, I started getting results um, in cross country, kind of winning medals in County Munster, All-Ireland level. And um, there was a coach over in, in Arkansas Tech, which is where I, went. I ended up going. Um, he, he's actually Irish, so he was kind of keeping an eye on Irish results, I guess, over in Ireland and, and saw my name coming up. Um, in the results quite a few times and um, got a, an email from him one day saying you know would I be interested um, in going and it was kind of just when I got that email I was like yeah you know um, kind of makes sense um, you know I wanted to do well at the running and um, I suppose getting an athletic scholarship over to the states seemed like the next step to um, you know taking taking my running further. So if there wasn't much hesitation, you just said, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, it, I, yeah, it kind of seems bizarre now. If it was now, I probably would have been a bit more, um, you know, question it a lot more. But at the time, it was just kind of like, yeah, um, you know, spoke to my, my mom about it. And and it was just like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And, um, and that's what I did then. I suppose um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do academically in college at the time so it kind of made sense to go over and focus on the running I guess. Um, I heard you didn't do a trip but um, did you know anything about Arkansas before you went? No <laughs> actually it was uh, funny like I got the email and you know he kind of mentioned oh Arkansas Tech and I was like where is Arkansas? It's like you know or Arkansas as I was saying it at the time. <laughs> um it was like is it in kansas somewhere you know but then i, I started kind of looking it up then after that and i was like oh okay <laughs> and uh was it a bit of a culture shock then being in arkansas because i imagine like arkansas is quite different to it's obviously very different to like the the eastern or western coasts it is yeah and where i was it was it was russellville arkansas is where i went so it was it was kind of a small it well it was about 25 30,000 people living there like but it was a town rather than a city you know um and it, yeah it was a bit of a shock when I, I first kind of sat down so I went over there in August before college was meant to start and the humidity there is like so like they get 100% humidity kind of in the summer months over there so getting off the plane it was just this you know <laughs> rush of hot <laughs> hot air um coming in at me and um just even the smells were different and it was kind of very um 
a very kind of country kind of place when I was like driving through um, kind of the wooden houses and it was just very different. So um, the first kind of, I suppose the first semester that I was over there it was really just about kind of getting used to everything new there. How do you look, how was the whole experience now looking back on it? It was a brilliant experience. I really loved it. Um, I would say I found the first year, year tough enough um, trying to, you know, get to know people, um, just kind of find my feet, so to speak. But the second year, I absolutely loved it over there. Kind of, I'd found my group of friends, you know, we kind of hung out and I just kind of, I suppose, started to fit in more. You know, I found the balance between the running and the study and the social side of everything. Um, and I even I um, I stayed over there that summer, so I didn't come back to Ireland that summer. I, I loved it that much that I kind of wanted to stay. I got a job in the college um, doing painting, painting the dorms, um, kind of during the summer months. And um, we used to do that from like uh, eight to one in the day. And then uh, me and my friends would um, go to the lake, um, Lake Dardanelle. It was like this lake about 20 minutes away from the college. And we'd just spend the rest of the day there and in the water, just swimming around, um, you know, because it was so hot. It was just like, it was lovely to go down there. So that's kind of how I spent my summer that year. So I was probably the most carefree, um, enjoyable summer I have had. <laughs> Sounds like you miss it. Have you been back since? Um, I went back once, um, probably about three years after I came home. Um, I went back to Arkansas and met kind of with friends and stuff. I haven't gone back to Arkansas since then um, because everyone's kind of spread out now. So it's, it's right. all a bit different. But I, um, I went to Boston a few years ago and met my old roommate. Um, so we spent um, a few days um, in Boston together. And a few years ago as well, I um, met some friends in San Francisco. So it's been kind of cool um, that I've been able to go over to different areas and, yeah. and meet people that I went to college with. And then in terms of running, how was like, how did it, how did it go then over? Um, so after the second year, um, so it was kind of after that summer, I guess, um, in my second year, um, I did really well with the running. So I won my my conference and regional championships over there in the cross country. And I finished ninth at the nationals. So like my running was like going really, really well. I actually came back to Ireland that um, winter in November to run the national championships. And I finished third and ended up um, going to Tilburg um, as a junior to run in the in the Euro Cross Country Championship. So again, it was kind of like this, you know, this was the beginning of something brilliant, something great that <laughs> I was going to get into. Um, and it was kind of after that then, um, in the kind of January, February that I, I came back, um, started training again and um, I start, I got an injury. I got injured in my um, my pelvis and first I thought it was like a groin strain, kept training and um, started getting worse and worse. And next thing it just like, it was got to a point where you could barely walk on it. And I um, got it scanned, it was a stress fracture. Um, so that put me out and um, Got over that eventually, um, started running again, got another stress fracture down in my ankle and um, it turns out I had um, low bone density osteopenia. So that, you know, I had no choice, but I had to just kind of 
stop the running um, because I had to get the bone density sorted or else I just would have kept getting fractures. Um, so it was kind of at that point I decided to come back to Ireland. So it was kind of like I was there almost three years, two and a half to three years, and I came back to Ireland then um, because I had to stop the running really. So what's what's the recommendation when you get given that diagnosis? Is it just a thing of just don't run until you feel you can or? Yeah, so um, like generally you 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 can't like it you weight bearing exercise is um is what's recommended for bone density. Um but kind of not at a high intensity, you know, like I could jog, you know, but I couldn't do sessions, you know. Um so I did I did have to take a decent amount of time off to to let the stress fractures heal and I just kind of you know looking at my diet you know um calcium obviously to to try and build up the bone density again and um once my stress fractures were fully healed I did go back jogging and started doing a bit of um weights and stuff to try and build up the bone density again and did that for a while um until um eventually like it took like took a good while probably a couple of years um to actually get the bone density back to where uh, to normal I suppose you could say yeah. it must have been hard to leave leave Arkansas prematurely like and you, you seemed to have a nice community built up there and stuff yeah it was really hard like because as I said you know I'd, I'd made really good friends over there um I had really been enjoying it um especially in the second year um and it just felt like everything was going well like it was you know loved the place running was going extremely well until until this happened um but it was kind of like when when the running stopped it was kind of like I mean I still had my friends and they were there but I was kind of like the whole reason I came over here was to run you know <laughs> so um and obviously there's the scholarship to think about um as well and when I couldn't run I was kind of like well you know are they going to keep giving me the scholarship um so it was a hard decision um and yeah it was upsetting having to leave i guess prematurely but um i do think all in all it was probably the the better decision okay your second song choice <laughs> um gonna go with wilson phillips hold on any reason for this just really love it as a song i think it's a very upbeat song um can't help but make you feel good you know um one of those songs that you would uh that I would anyway sing along to in the car. Don't you know, it's a change, things are going 
Okay, so you're back in Cork then. What's the plan? You arrived back from Cork from Arkansas. Uh, yeah, so came back. Um, I guess I didn't have much of a plan when I first got back. I guess um, my main plan was to um, start college in Cork um, in the autumn that I, I, I came back in March. Um, so the plan was to, to go to college in UCC um, from, from September. So I came home. I moved back um, home to my mom's place in Yall when I first got back. So um, stayed there until kind of September until I started college in UCC. So I did um, sports studies and PE then in UCC from um, from August or from September on. Sports wise, I didn't have a plan um, at the time. Uh, I was just, again, still trying to build up the bone density. So like, you know, that, that took a good few years. So um, didn't really think about the, um, the athletic side of it too much at the time um i did keep going out doing my easy runs which i think probably made it easier for me to get back into um into competitions when i did eventually but did you think like there must have been times you're thinking like i'll just never be back to the level i was i'll just have to this is just something i do for fun now or Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I I suppose like I mean the bone density got sorted probably maybe after three I don't know like three years to like be totally okay again. Um, but yeah, in my head I was just kind of like yeah, like I'm never gonna like you know I've been three years out of this now, so I'm not gonna you know go back competitively. Like what am I gonna do? And I think it took me seven years really to. Um, to actually decide, yeah, I'm going to go back and do some competitions. No, I did. I did do some races in that time, but I just did them like um, just to do them. I did the Cork Cove and I did a few 5Ks um, just to run around. Um, but it was kind of in two, was it 2015? So this was seven years after I came back from Arkansas. I just decided to sign up for the Cork Marathon and um, kind of started training in the January I was like kind of I'll get myself to do some sessions you know but I didn't I, I didn't have a huge structure to it did a few races um prior to that um and I think it was then that I kind of realized because I did I, I got a few good results um decent results in a few races um coming up to that and I kind of thought to myself then okay if I actually focus a little bit maybe I could do something decent now I didn't think at that time that I'd be you know going for the olympics or anything like that it was just kind of um i suppose be good in the local scene really so like did you always want to run the marathon or was it just something like all oh, the cork marathon is on i'll do that for the crack and see how it goes yeah like i suppose for a lot of people um it's a bucket list item um so i guess it was like that for me really um so yeah and it was yeah, the cork marathon is on in june would be nice to do it so i just said i'd sign up and it was something to you know keep my focus as well i guess something to work towards um to focus the training on so that's kind of why why i did it um at the time i didn't have a huge i didn't have a time in mind or anything like that i suppose it was in the months in between when i was training for it that i kind of started to think okay maybe i'll i'll go for this or that and um I suppose the competitive instinct did start to start to kick in again. You know, like normally people who are talented across country at a young age, it's always the natural path is to the marathon. So when you were in college and things, you must have thought in the long run, the marathon is something I'm going to end up doing. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it was always, like, I always knew I was more of an endurance runner than, than, than speed, you know, even, even then, like, I suppose, kind of, um, the longer, the better, when, when the cross-country races started getting longer, I started doing better, um, so I always knew I was more on the endurance side of things, so the marathon was definitely something that was, was on my mind. And in them, in them seven years, then, did you, did you keep in touch with like what was going on in athletics or did you just black it out? I did. I, I would have um, like I would have followed, I suppose, um, kind of the, the athletics pages like the, the Cork Athletics running in Cork and Athletics Ireland's kind of looking at results and stuff. Um, I don't know if it was a good or a bad thing. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is where I should be. This is what I should be doing. Um, but at the same time, I suppose it was just a sign that, you know, um, you know, it was always inevitable in a way that, that I would want to go back and do it. And then, so you're on the Cork Marathon and, and like, is there a moment in time then where you're like, I can, I can be really good at this again? Um, yeah, so the Cork Marathon was a bit of a disaster. I'll <laughs> go into that, but um, I, before doing the Cork Marathon in that year, in my training and my build-up, I did the Ballycotton 10, um, so that was my first race after kind of coming back saying, deciding, okay, you know, I'm going to train. Um, so the Ballycotton 10 was the first race that I did. I finished fourth, um, but I ran, I think it was 61 and a half minutes. And that was off of like, I, I'd only started to train, started training again in January. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, that wasn't too bad, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was kind of like, okay, you know, if I if I train properly, you know, I can I can probably go sub sixty, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but then I I kind of car- just carried on training for um, for Cork, and naively I was kind of like, I'm going to go for sub three in Cork, um, but I went out far too fast in the race. I you know I I wasn't knowledgeable about the distance I suppose I didn't respect the distance as much as I would now um and I went out far too fast and it was like a major struggle home and I finished in three hours and 15 so it was a long um long way back at least you got the bad ones all the way early yeah I suppose it was I I learned from it for sure <laughs> okay so your third your third song uh so this is a, uh, I, I recently started to learn the, the guitar and, and this is something I'm trying to, to, to learn on the guitar. It's Heroes or, Heroes or Ghosts by the Coronas. So here we go Heroes or Ghosts, one man's mood can break another man's soul Or am I just Cynical for my own good Am I too scared to say We'll get there for sure And you know You know It's harder than it looks It's harder than it looks But I Take a lot of time and a little bit of luck But it's beginning to happen 
So and then when you're um like are you fearful then when you're getting back into like a heavy deal of training that this bone density thing could creep up again if I'm not careful? I did at the beginning. Um I don't anymore. Um I feel very kind of strong now. Um I think my my diet and everything is is good enough that um that I can keep myself strong and I do um, I do do strength and conditioning once a week, so which is is very important for your bone density. So um, I make sure to do that um, every single week. I'm I'm pretty uh, consistent with it. Like you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss it, kind of a thing. Um, so I I'm kind I'm confident enough that the things that I'm doing now are the right things and and that it won't happen again. So in November, I tuned into your Athletics Ireland Standing Proud webinar. How did that come about? Oh yeah, I suppose. Uh, so I, I suppose I would be fairly vocal um, with with being um, being LGBT, um, kind of on my social media and all of that. Um, I'm, I'd be quite involved with um, the community centre here in Cork, um, Link, um, which caters for lesbian, bisexual women in Cork. Um, and it was Athletics Ireland that got in touch with me to say that they were kind of partnering with Sporting Pride. So they do kind of, uh, you know, promoting sport in, in the LGBT community. And, um, you know, um, it was Liliana Hora from, from Athletics Ireland yeah. who got in touch. She said, look, you know, I know, you know, you're LGBT and, you know, you, you fit in really well mm -hmm. here. Um, to kind of be um, an ambassador for this and would I be interested and you know it's 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 a great thing to be a part of I think I think it's really important um, you know if, if you're comfortable with it to to be out there and you know speak about your experiences especially for young people who um, you know might be coming to terms with it themselves. I, I read Ina Reardon said it was like the, it was the first elite athlete to campaign on the issue did you find that surprising? Um, like in a way, not really. Um, no, I mean, I know there, there are other LGBT athletes out there, um, but it's kind of people tend to stay quiet about it. Um, and, and I suppose there's probably a lot of reasons for that, you know, um, I suppose being, you know, high up in, in their sport, um, they just want to focus on that. And I suppose any negativity or anything outside of that does creep into the sport. So that's always something to be aware of. Um, so it wasn't hugely surprising. Um, for me, I just think I, I suppose um, the fact that I was out before, I suppose I really got into being an elite athlete maybe helped, you know, um, rather than it being the other way around, if that makes sense. And um, do you have any more plans in place around that in the future? Um, so I am planning, like, um, I suppose, um, before we knew about all these restrictions from January, I was supposed to be getting involved with the Cork Frontrunners here in Cork. They're um, an LGBT um, running group. 
So I was going to be getting involved with them doing some coaching and stuff. And hopefully now once once restrictions are eased a little bit that I, I will get the opportunity to do that. Um, so that's kind of in the plans. Um, other than that, um, not really at the moment, but um, I suppose so everything is kind of dependent on on what happened to COVID over the next over the next few months, really. So you're, you're hopeful for Tokyo? I am hopeful for Tokyo, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully it will um, be able to happen for one thing. And, um, you know, if I do get the opportunity to, to do a marathon before and to qualify, um, I do think I do think I'm in the shape to, to qualify for it. So very hopeful. And um, any ambitions beyond Tokyo? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose um, I definitely want to have a long career with this. So um, definitely hope it goes beyond beyond Tokyo this year. Um, I do think I have maybe another eight, ten years um, at this level. If if you know if I do everything right and and don't get too um, too ahead of myself, if I can train smart and everything like that. So, um, you know, the World Championships are, are meant to be next year in um, 2022 Eugene, Eugene, is in it? Oregon. So, yeah, in, in Eugene, Oregon. So, you know, um, would be great to be able to do that. I would love to be able to do Dublin again. Um, Dublin was a great experience, um, probably, you know, the best <laughs> so far. So I would love to go back um, and do that again um and you know the the next olympics after tokyo um i don't see why um i shouldn't be able to to shoot for that as well paris paris i think isn't it paris yeah paris will be so in 2024. you're not a fan of the dublin virtual no not a fan um, of you know to be honest like i i wouldn't have been a fan of it before but you know given that <laughs> the situation has gone on for so long you know i wouldn't i wouldn't sniff at it anymore um i think it's it's great for people to have something to focus on you know um something to train for and you know the fact that there hasn't been any marathons in the last year and a half really you know um i can totally understand why um people would want to do it and um yeah, I'd, I'd totally be behind it now. Yeah, good stuff. So your last, your outro track. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with a Sia song, um, Unstoppable. I'll smile, I know what it takes to fool this down. I'll do it till the sun goes down and all through the night time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll tell you what you wanna hear. Keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear. It's never the right time. Yeah, yeah.
Bye. 